Today's programming is in partnership with French 22 Design and Creative Strategy, a design studio focused on brand development and creative strategy aimed at connecting with people who are committed to social impact. For more, visit www.french22.com. Allow French 22 to find purpose in your project today at www.french22.com. That is F-R-I-N-G-E 22.com. For sneak peeks of their work, you can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram at French 22 Studio. Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. I'm your host, Laurel Gurrier. Today's episode features Laura Weeks. Um, During her pregnancy, she felt that she and her husband were only exposed to negative birth stories. With that in mind, they decided to do as much research on healthy birth scenarios and defied the expected that was common in our community, culturally, emotionally, and physically. That mindset and preparation helped in creating a calm and beautiful birth of their daughter. So, hello, Laura, and welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Just as a um, side note to all of you, we do have our wonderful co-host Amari here, um, my little baby boy. So if you hear that, that's what that is. But Laura, can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah, uh, my name is Laura and my husband's name is Alfredo. Um, We have one beautiful little girl. Her name is Layla. And she is a little bit over two. Um, We're both artists, me and Alfredo, so we try to bring that into our home as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. What else would you like to know? Just reminded me by saying that you both are artists. Um, Laura and Alfredo were actually, them and their company, were the designers of our beautiful logo that we love so much. So yay, shout out to that. (laughs) If you are looking for anyone to do logos or other artwork, please hit them up and I'll put all of that in the notes section. Um, (laughs) So now can you tell us a little bit about your pregnancy with Layla? Yeah, um, so... Me and Alfredo got married in 2015, in August, a couple months after I graduated college. (laughs) So we were ready to be married and be done because we were together for almost seven years at that time. And then a month later, we found out that we were pregnant. Surprise. And yeah, (laughs) knock, knock. Um, But we weren't planning on having children for like three to five years. Okay. So that was not that happy of a you know moment yeah. but of course it was a blessing no matter what um yeah so it took us a while to get into the rhythm and know what pregnancy is and how we can deal with it emotionally mentally yeah. physically spiritually um yeah we we did a lot of research we went to a few doctors a few OBGYNs we tried the midwifery program at OSU and mm-hmm. we liked it so we stuck with it um we even visited uh I cannot remember the name of it but it's one of those locations that provide home births mm-hmm. and um we talked to the midwives over there and we just asked all the questions that we thought were necessary and they gave us a lot of tips and they helped us just understand what we're about to yeah. <laughs> deal with and go through. 
um, it was such a, like a partnership during the whole process, which was great. I didn't have to go through it on my own. And yeah. it seemed like Al- Alfredo was having the cravings too. Right. And, you know, was not <laughs> sleeping as well and was dreaming crazy dreams. So we were, we were going through it together. So that yeah. was great. Um, yeah. And it just, it, I think it was a smooth process. It wasn't now looking back at it. It didn't, it doesn't feel like it was that difficult of a pregnancy mm-hmm. compared to a lot of the other women that I spoke to and, my mother had an easy pregnancy with both me and my daughter, but she and she had an easy birth, but it wasn't there wasn't much detail into it. She, you know, sometimes you just go through it and you don't re- remember, right. I guess. So she there wasn't much for me to expect based on at least my mother's experience. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother-in-law has six children, so again, it was. It was very brief. I wasn't mm-hmm. able to get a detailed experience. I like to know exactly what I'm going to expect. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just still a very sensitive topic to speak about. You, mm-hmm. A lot of women do not go out there and just tell people, like, what their bodies went through. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it was it was a simple process because we put the initiative to actually do the research and speak to as many people as possible and watch as many um what is it called the words are not coming to my mind right now but birth videos or not just like very specific things about birth videos um crowning videos okay a lot of things that i feel like even weren't as popular on social media today Mm -hmm. even though that was only two years ago or so um but yeah, it just really helped. Like we watched a lot of home birth videos, water birth videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, the midwifery program at OSU were doing a study on water birth. Mm-hmm. So they offered that early on and they said, would you like to be a part of it? And I signed the paperwork right yeah. away, not knowing what I'm <laughs> expecting. And it was the best de- decision of my life yeah. because it was such a serene right. experience. Right involving like warm water and the whole situation so yeah and i can speak about that a little bit later if yeah you'd like. yes but yeah so some things from that that i i want to highlight is one um you know you saying that finding out you were pregnant took a little bit of time for you to process and adjust with and i feel like we're so used to hearing people say i found i was pregnant and it was this great thing and it's like it's not always the case we all know that being able to give life and provide life can be a joyous experience, but there's still sometimes if it's not in the plan, you have to work through that. And exactly. that's okay. Yeah. Like that's totally okay for you to work through that. And yeah. I think be open and honest about that. Um, and then you speaking on you and Alfredo being like partners through throughout all of that. Um, I remember my husband also said like, I'm, I want to eat like what you're eating now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're like, go for right. it. <laughs> how, right. <laughs> yeah. But that connectedness I think is also really important when you are gonna like prepare for the birth and like being having your birth, like when you're when you're connected in that way to your partner, your spouse, whoever your support person is, it really does make it mm-hmm. um an easier process for everybody. And the last thing I think that you brought up was, you know, talking to other people who may not be as confident to share their birth stories. 
Um, and I think, you know, that was one of the reasons why we started this po- podcast is because we wanted people to find a way to, some people find this as a pro- like a, a, a great way to process their births. Mm-hmm. Um, and also hearing other birth stories can be this like great educational piece. Um, but we do have some of those women who are still working through their stories, whether it was because of the pregnancy or the birth. Um, and that's okay as well. Like, you know, birth transforms you and that can be for the good or the bad. Yeah. Um, but it's a transformative experience for sure. Um, and now I forget what I was going to say after that. <laughs> but while I think about that, you did speak a little bit about this already, about how you prepared you guys watch the videos. And like you said, I mean, even it, it being two years later, the amount of stuff that I see on social media now about birth is amazing mm-hmm. and would have been helpful when I was first like trying to figure out our pregnancy with my daughter and and labor and trying to do all that research research so it is great now that we have so many things to tap into um to get you know so you don't have to just sit in a childbirth ed class you can look up (laughs) it's like some of this exactly like you can look for specifically what you want maybe it's the head crowning maybe it's a water birth maybe it's a home birth maybe it's an unassisted birth like we have so many more options Mm -hmm. um now which is wonderful and I'm really, and I want to give a shout out. This makes me think about Katie Vigas, who started the Instagram um, petition. I don't know if you're familiar to really be able to see those like raw and natural pictures. To not censor. To yeah. not censor what What's birth. What's her Instagram account? Um, um, Empowered Birth Project is that one, but she mm-hmm. does, I think, have a separate one because she's also a nurse. And for all of our listeners, I will definitely link that. Um, but what she did was great to like not have birth censored mm-hmm. on Instagram because I mean, we need to see that stuff. And if you don't right. want to see it, I'm sorry, but <laughs> there are those of us out here who want and need to see that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so now can you tell us a little bit of, well, can you not a little bit, can you tell us about your birth? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, just to, before I forget, there is an account called stop censoring motherhood. Mm, and that might okay. be like one of the ones, but okay. there aren't that many. And that has like to a lot of people very graphic images mm-hmm. and videos of birth. Mm-hmm. And some people can handle it and some people can't. But I think it's very necessary and I love it. So right. <laughs> definitely follow that account. Um, yeah, it just it was on a Tuesday morning. Well, Tuesday night. Actually, it was uh, Memorial Day weekend. Okay. And it was uh, the Monday, the Monday of Memorial Day itself. Mm-hmm. We went to the pool. It was very hot. <laughs> and I wasn't supposed to be due until a week or so after. Um, but I wasn't thinking much of it. We had friends over from out of town. So we went to the pool. We hung out. And then came back home, had dinner, watched Zoolander 2, I remember. <laughs> and then... We were just lounging and everybody was hanging out and I just like felt uncomfortable and it wasn't, it wasn't anything unusual, but it felt like it was happening way too often. And I think it was just the contractions building. And then, you know, we just did our thing, went to bed and around three o'clock in the morning on Tuesday, I felt the contractions happening a lot more, uh, consistently. Mm -hmm. And then... I just woke Alfredo up and I was like, I think I'm going to call the doctor. So I called and 
they said, uh, yeah, I think it's time to go. <laughs> I think you should come in. Yeah. And they just sounded just like this. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I will be in shortly. And it took us three, four hours to get ready and leave. It wasn't mm-hmm. like what you would expect in the movies. Again, I didn't have so many people around me to tell me what birth is like. Right. I just, it's whatever I saw on TV, whatever I, you know, would imagine in my mind. And um, you would just think that it's going to be like this rush, rush yeah. kind of situation. You know, water's everywhere because your water broke. And then everybody's going crazy and you're yelling at your husband. And But it was, I just got up, I took a shower. We just got dressed. Mm-hmm. I had my bag packed, but I didn't even have to because we had so much time. I went through it again. I'm like, I guess we're <laughs> <Double> good. <check. laughs> they said not to eat much, so I grabbed an apple. And mm-hmm. we just, like, we lived right next to the hospital, so it was convenient. Yeah, it was a very sunny morning. I remember driving down, and it, it was just very chill. Mm-hmm. And we, I was having contractions more consistently. Um. Yeah, I got in. They checked my cervix. They said, you're seven centimeters or what? I don't know how many. It was some <laughs> number that was good for me to go in. And I was like, sure. And I remember in my phone, I was, before I came in, I just wanted to like, you know, remember more details about yeah. it. So I was just looking at my pictures and I saw a pictures of my like nails and my toes for some reason. And then I remembered that I actually asked Alfredo to, cut my nails two days ago (laughs) or two days before I had Layla because I thought you know what if I go into the hospital and like my nails are looking crazy and I can't reach them (laughs) to cut them myself and I don't have time to go get a pedicure so can you please do my nails so he actually did my nails for me wonderful and and that's like the first picture that I see when we were in the hospital those things are important I know very important please so yeah I um we just got in and we were just, he was a little bit more anxious than I was, but I was very tense as well. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And, and yeah everybody was very nice. Again, the, a lot of people told me that, you know, well, I'm not trying to promote a specific hospital or anything mm-hmm. here, but I was hearing that Riverside is amazing and it was, she was not that great. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure what to expect, mm-hmm. but everybody was Excuse me. Everybody was really, really nice yeah. and very positive and kept everything flowing right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so we just, we, they got us into the room. They prepared the little water. Um, birthing tub. The birthing tub, yes. <laughs> and I just was trying to go to the bathroom. It was a bit difficult. It was just getting a little bit more consistent and yeah i remember trying to get into the shower but that didn't help as much i was on my feet most of the time which again is not what you would expect you'd expect to be laying down on a bed Mm -hmm. with your legs you know up Mm -hmm. and then i remember even um they had the uh anesthesia people come in and ask me if i wanted epidural or just to sign the paperwork just in case something does happen i would need to take it and i was like i knew i did not want any drugs and Mm -hmm. i was like i'll be fine without it but um i signed the paperwork anyways in case something happens um but yeah i just i had two of my midwives there that i haven't actually met before Mm -hmm. because there's like 10 of them or something i used to see two or three and then (laughs) 
two new ones popped up and they were lovely and they were amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it just, we, I, we were trying to do different techniques to help with back pain. Alfredo was pushing on my back mm-hmm. to just help me feel a little bit more comfortable. I was trying to, as they were preparing the birthing tub, I was like somewhat leaning on my back, somewhat sitting down. Um, even like going through my photos and videos, I noticed like Alfredo's just on Instagram scrolling <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and we were just hanging out. It didn't feel like it was a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I made it clear that I wanted Alfredo and Alfredo there just because I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, I didn't want anybody, any of my friends, my mother, his mother-in-law, my <laughs> sister, like no one, just so I can figure it out on my own yeah. first. Um, and it, we felt like it was like an intimate moment. Like we made this baby mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. We need to have this very first baby at least be yeah. birthed with only us being there. But it happened that um, I had maybe like seven students behind me while I was giving birth watching because it was like one of the very few water births in the hospital. And there were like two midwives and two nurses and the room was like filled with people. But it, it, at the end, I just, yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, and it was um, the other thing that made it really serene and calm was that we were able to dim the lights, which is another thing. I put together a birth plan. Mm hmm. <clears throat> excuse me um but never got the chance to really go through it with my midwives yeah but i just knew what i wanted and we tried to get as much of that as possible yeah. so we shut down the curtains we dimmed the lights um i was for some reason really into lavender during pregnancy so we had like some essential oils that we were able to put out so again, it was we played some Sade and yes. we were just you know, it yep. was very <laughs> relaxing. Um, I was in the water most of the time and I remember before I got in the water, one of the midwives, um, she was saying that, you know, some women like to be she was just trying to be nice. And she was like, Some women like to be a little bit more conservative and you know, maybe keep a broad or something. I was like <laughs> Let me be free. <laughs> you know <laughs> I will try not to curse, but I was like F this, I'm done. <laughs> and I took all of my clothes off and I just got another... It, I just didn't care yes, at the point. I mean, yes, I'm, yeah. if I don't have to wear clothes, I will never wear clothes. Yes, anyway, so, yes. <laughs> so imagine free. if you're pregnant and you're like, you know, right. 100 degrees all the right. time. So, <laughs> yeah, so I just got in the water and it was it was a very... It was a good... It was a good time. And yeah. I had... I remember I had... um that same midwife right in front of me, just talking me through things. Mm -hmm. Just like, you can do it. You'll be fine. And she was an older midwife. Yeah. And then the younger one was kind of right behind me being a little bit more like, um, do you know, what's her name? Jillian, the coach from The Biggest Loser. She was more like that with me, like, you got this, you can do this. And then the other one was just very chill and everything will be okay. And then they asked me if I wanted to see what's going on. So they wanted to bring me a mirror. And mm-hmm. then I was like, yeah, sure. And they brought it. And I was like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> and then they took it away. <laughs> it was like a split second. I'm like, I'm done. Um, yeah, and Alfredo was right behind me the whole time. So I didn't see him, but he was just talking me through everything. Yeah. And yeah, and it just, it's like I heard him and only him. And I just saw everybody else. And it wasn't, ooh, there wasn't any yelling, mm. there wasn't any cursing. You know, we switched from Shade and played some Quran and like just, just yeah. to get in a spiritual um, 
vibe. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was a really good time. I remember even um, the, the funniest thing is, you know, nobody told me that you will be pooping as you're giving birth. <laughs> That's not something that people will tell you. And I remember that happened. And then it just like, you know, started floating in the water. And I was like, guys, I just pooped. And the midwife was like, you're okay. And she just grabbed it. And, and it's different because you're in the water. You see everything. Yeah, yeah. Anything that comes out will just, you know, float right on the right, surface. Right. Um, but yeah, it was... It was yours. It was mine. It, it was, was definitely mine. Yeah. It was ours. Like, we yeah. made it ours. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, I mean, you know, I think that that's something that people get concerned about with hospital births mm-hmm. is that you're going to lose whatever you've created in your home and whatever your thought is about what it should be. And, like, throughout your whole entire piece, you're like, yeah, there were all these people around, but it was Alfredo and I. Even though I didn't see him. That's the only voice I heard. The only voice I can hear, yeah. It was calm. It was chill. It was ours. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, like, but that's what you want. Like, that's, what, and, and, and there's a way to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, watching you tell your story and just, like, your face lighting up, <laughs> it, like, it's just, it's beautiful. And, um, you know, I, I tell people, if you're going to do a hospital birth, it can still be this peaceful and, and beautiful thing if that's what you want. You just have to know what you want and what things like tools and and things to create that type of space. But I mean, I think something else that you guys that seemed to have worked was there were no expectations. Like you knew that there were some things that could possibly happen, but you also were like, okay, we're having a baby. Yeah. Just go with (laughs) it. Let's just go with (laughs) it. Whatever the flow is. (laughs) Right. Um, And I think that helps you not be, as stressed out or as um, concerned when you're just like, I'm just going to go with whatever happens. Mm-hmm. I'm, in reality, you really have no choice, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so how was postpartum? Um, I mean, just from as quick as just having Layla and then we have, we didn't cry. That mm-hmm. was one of the weirdest things. Like, I thought I was going to, like, cry. Yeah. I thought I was going to throw up, actually, because I <laughs> I thought that, you know, the smell or something was just going to be disgusting and I'm yeah. going to throw up on my baby. But that didn't happen and it didn't smell like anything, which is insane. Um, but, yeah, we, me or Alfredo, we didn't cry. We thought mm-hmm. we were going to cry so much. But then give it, like, another hour. I was just in Your tears. Your hormones I was, like... I was done, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, again, just also just delivering the placenta was like another thing because they they won't let me do it in the water, so mm-hmm. they had to take me out. Alfredo cut the umbilical cord, and then I wanted to like keep them attached for a little bit, but that was something that they weren't going to do. Like mm-hmm. I I knew about keeping the baby in the placenta yeah. together for as long as possible until the placenta stopped beating, but they just. I, and I just didn't even ask. I was, they just said, we can't do that. I'm like, whatever, it's fine. I just yeah. had the baby. It's okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just, I remember them giving me an extra um, Pitocin shot so I can deliver the placenta. Mm-hmm. And then I remember Alfredo's face. Because at that time, they moved me and put me on the bed. Yeah. And then Alfredo was just, like, looking and <laughs> seeing the placenta come out. I just remember his face. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, it, it just... In the beginning, it was 
good. Mm -hmm. The first couple of weeks, we felt like we got this. You know, the whole diaper changing, the whole just um, being able to take some time for ourselves. He was able to get some time off as well, so that was really helpful. Um, I remember I had Layla on Tuesday, and then... On Friday, we went to, we left the hospital on Friday and immediately went to breakfast at First Watch, <laughs> which was like a weird decision, but we decided to do it. And then the same people served us the Sunday before, like not even a week before oh, the wow. same server like looked at me and he was like, didn't you just have a baby? Like, what Why are you, are you out yeah. in public? I'm like, um, just needed some breakfast. <laughs> You know, eating the hospital food for right. three, four days. It wasn't that bad, honestly. It was, it was kind of good. You're able to order whatever you want, however much you want. Um, but yeah, it was it was great. And we, we just kept on, like, leaving the house, going for walks, which helped recovery. You would think, like, you need to lay down most of the time. But mm-hmm. you, I was, I felt okay after a day and a half, two mm-hmm. days. Um which is another reason why I wanted a natural birth. Yeah. I just wanted to be able to recover and like get moving and get going as yeah. soon as possible. Um, yeah. And then I think after um, give it like three months or so, I started like feeling that toll on me mm-hmm. that I might not have it all under control. Mm-hmm. And then again, you can't go and talk about postpartum depression with a lot of people because a lot of people don't talk about it mm-hmm. or just don't know what it is or right. don't know how to say that that's what it is. Right. Um, just depression in general or any kind of mental disorder. So I had to, I went to my midwife and I talked to her and she yeah. said, you might need to go see someone. And it was affecting my relationship. It was affecting like the bond with Layla Mm -hmm. and it wasn't as much as I have at least read online or have heard, but I felt like it was getting to a point where I need to do something Mm -hmm. about it. Spending time in nature didn't really help. Like I tried all of the resources before I even went to see a um, therapist. So I, even me and Alfredo were like, we need to do this. So I went I saw a therapist by myself, and it really helped. She And, and that's another thing. A lot of people would ask, so what did she do? Like, how did she help? And I was like, she didn't do much. I just... And I started to compare it to, like, you're just carrying a whole bunch of bags with you, and you're just emptying the bag. Mm-hmm. Like, you still have the bag. Right. You know? <laughs> but, like, all of the luggage is coming mm-hmm. out, and you're just, like, leaving it. Yeah. And it really helped me feel okay with myself helped me feel like you know just I can function I can go to work Mm -hmm. I can do all of the things that I want to do and we were in the process of you know building our business and we had um we were planning on uh building another family business which is a food truck that we run with my father so we were kind of there's a lot coming at us mm-hmm. and a baby and then me recovering and me having enough time at home and me just, you know, being able to bond with my husband and have some time to ourselves or me just having time for myself. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, all of these different elements coming together, I feel like the therapist really helped because I was able to let my thoughts out. Right. Make sure that she can 
just take everything in and you know we, we were having some like family issues and we're trying to go through and yeah. it was like it was a lot of situations that even with no baby it was stressful yeah. so putting right that into the picture absolutely but yeah i mean we're fine now i go back to her every time i feel like i need to beautiful and even though and a lot of you know women think that even if you do go through postpartum depression it's just you know, months after you have the baby and then it's done, but it just keeps on coming and going and coming and going. And now, you know, being pregnant with baby number two, it's like it keeps coming and going again. (laughs) So I just have to just get those little, whenever I do feel like it's that time Mm -hmm. and I need to talk to somebody, like I just need to go and do it as soon as possible. Right. And Alfredo came with me a couple or once when we had to really speak about some of the issues that we were going through Mm -hmm. and it really really helped and a lot of men also especially culturally just coming from a middle eastern culture Mm -hmm. a lot of men do not believe in depression it's Mm -hmm. weak you know you can't handle life um all of these different right uh, metaphors or whatever they want to associate with depression so just for him and he he just never felt like it was his thing for mm-hmm. alfredo but he thought that maybe this time we need to do this together yeah. and we did it and it helped right um and then i started we started spending a lot more time outside when the weather got better and that helped too so we were just trying to find as many resources as we can to just keep ourselves sane <laughs> to just spend enough time together mm-hmm. to be more intimate with each other because that was another situation mm-hmm. that we just needed to figure out the time and right. the scheduling <laughs> yes. and you know put it in the calendar <laughs> like this is what That's we're doing real. no but it's real yeah. it's so real yeah, it like, is it is very real um and you know you said you looked online and it's like i'm not my, my symptoms aren't all the way there, but there's definitely something going on. And I tell you, it's like, yeah. it's a spectrum of what postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, any postpartum or any mental um, disorder or anything looks different for everybody. But I think if you're feeling like something is off, something is usually off. Yeah. And it's okay to get help. I mean, you should get help. Um, and like you said, it was affecting all aspects of your life at that point mm-hmm. um, and really tapping in and taking care of that. And like you said, it doesn't just go away. It's something that like rises and falls throughout your life. And of course, like it sounds like there were a lot of bricks being thrown at you at one time, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but there's still, I mean, you know, it, 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 it flows throughout. Like I'm, I suffer from postpartum anxiety. And so I'm constantly like, Hey, how are we today? Like doing check-ins, like, how are we looking? Because even after, you know, my daughter, you know, like you said, there were months where I'd be fine and there'd be months where I'm like, I'm going to freak out. And then you get pregnant and that totally like... <laughs> You're, it's a completely different level. <laughs> throws you over the edge. Um, but then, like you said, you know, that relationship with your partner, like before children, it was you and your partner. And you had that time mm-hmm. to be intimate and whatever intimacy looks like. And there are like points where you have to like, okay, today <laughs> we're going to hug. <laughs> as simple as that, yes. Exactly. Five minutes exactly. just for me, no one else. Exactly. I'm going to look you in the eyes today and not say anything about children. Like That's going to happen. Yeah. Um, 
there comes times where we're, we go out and all we talk about is Layla. Exactly. And then we're like, can we talk about it? There are a lot of things in our lives that do not involve right. that child. Can we just have a normal conversation? Yes. Um, but really just, you know, I think the reality is just being honest with yourself about what's going on and honest with your partner about what's going on and leaving the stigma of, you know, it being weak that you're going through something. Like right. we said at the beginning, having a child, whether good or bad, is transformative for you. And not only for you, if you are in a relationship or have a partner, mm-hmm. it's also going to shift some things there. So things are going to be different. Um, and yeah. I don't think that we talk about that enough either. No. We're no. like, oh, you have a baby. You get right back into it. And it's like. <sighs> but I also feel like we don't speak about the man's perspective right. when it comes to having children because right. we're focusing so much on the woman and what she's going through if we are focusing right. on the pregnancy itself <laughs> right. from the first place right. but then there are a lot of men out there especially men of color mm-hmm. black men that are willing and feel like this is a priority for them yes. to take care of their children yes, and absolutely. that's how we do it that he stays with Layla during the day I stay with her in the evening and I had to be okay with letting go of certain responsibilities, you know, just not feeling like it's all up to me right. to do the right. diaper changing. Right. It was like I was putting it on myself. It wasn't right. like I was telling him, right. do it or not, don't do it. You I just, was just... Exactly. So exactly. And, and it's because sub- subconsciously, we've picked up on those cues that the mom does all the things. Mm-hmm. She holds all the weight. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's not true. <laughs> like, like you said fathers and men of color especially are doing those things and want to do those things and should be given the space to do those things right i'm the same way i am the worst about letting go i'm like i can just do it <laughs> frankie's like and it frustrates right and, and it's like, like but i can do it too <laughs> let me do something and then they're like well yeah i'll just let her do it because i know that it's going to like make her feel better <laughs> but sometimes he's like i can actually do it i'm like you're right <laughs> I know you can, <laughs> and even if he's not doing it the way you want it to be it's done, it's getting done. It's getting done. So right. you just need to like close your eyes and look away because that's the issue most right. of the time. Like it's not my way. Exactly. Yeah. Just like your child won't care anyways. It's fine. <laughs> um, so you did mention you are pregnant. Yes. Congrats. Thank you. Um, what are you thinking about in terms of this go around after having Layla, or is there anything different? Anything new? Yeah, um, I mean, I was mentioning earlier that I just, we haven't been doing as much research. (laughs) We're just going about our lives trying to make sure that our first child is happy and healthy and Mm -hmm. fed. And, you know, she went through her her whole, like, she had the stomach flu for a little bit. So we had, you know, that situation going and it was tough and we just... We were just trying for me to not to get it because Alfredo yes. got it, and oh you know? gosh, yes. So that was uh, a, a couple weeks of uh, disaster and yeah. just all different kinds of fluid on me at all times. But we're fine and <laughs> survived. You know, yeah, we're we're okay right now. So yeah, and it just, I mean, we, I think that we're more planning for their future at that at this point. Mm-hmm. More thinking about schooling and mm-hmm. um, we just, I just feel like we 
really pay attention to how we want to raise our children, especially coming from a religious background, coming from a cultural background, mm -hmm. you know, just how to bring in like Middle Eastern culture and Afro-Caribbean culture and then our own culture and then the Muslim religion and how to incorporate all yeah. of that together and make yeah. sure that we raise children that will just at least understand what all of this is yeah. and you know, make choices according to our beliefs. Yep. So that really matters to us. So now the biggest thing has been just how are we going to teach our children right. all of these things? And right. so schooling comes into parts and we've been doing a lot of research, research into that. And especially that Layla's going to be three next mm -hmm. year. And then, you know, a couple years after that, she'll go to school. And we're like, should we? <laughs> like, I really want to homeschool. So... You know, it's more of a process of trying to get our lives together <laughs> financially right. and just economically, living situation, mm -hmm. buying, not buying. Like, you know, like yeah. all of these different questions that come into play that a lot of people, again, do not, you just don't, don't think of. Yes. Because you feel like it's, you know, it's, it's whatever. You don't have right. to talk about these struggles. But it's been tough for us to really figure out how to... Just avoid all the negative, keep everything positive, make sure that our home is warm and friendly and um, just welcomes everybody, all of our family and our friends. And yeah, I mean, that's been most of our worry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I've been getting into nesting mode like every other day <laughs> and I've been like trying to make sure that. You know, Alfredo doesn't get as anxious as yeah. me, but I'm trying to tell him, like, can you please get that crib going? Can you please, you know, organize this room? Like, I will lift things if I want to, but I just don't want to. So right, and he right. keeps yelling at me because I'm lifting things. And he's like, are you pregnant or what? So it's been that kind of situation. Yeah. Where, yeah. You know, I just want to get things ready and going mm -hmm. so I can focus on post baby. Yes. So I'm not really hopefully everything goes well. Even though, you know, having anxiety every now and then and thinking that, what if I have to have a C-section? Mm -hmm. Or what if I am going to, you know, like something wrong yeah. happens. Or, yeah. But I leave it in the hands of God yep. and it will take care of it. And I think we'll be fine. And if yeah. we're not, we'll get through it. Right. So, Very yeah. true. Yeah. I like how you, you know, you talked about thinking about the future for your kids because I also think that that's part of like the birth story is you becoming parents and that's part of mm -hmm. the planning is mm -hmm. you know how do we create a home that represents whatever we're bringing from our childhood spiritually um or just culturally and then who like who we've established our home as mm -hmm. like how do we prepare and create a home that allows our children to to develop into the beings that we hope they they become um and i think another piece like we always talk about like you're always going to get advice from your family about the way you should be doing <laughs> things and i feel like you know most of the stuff we hear about birth it's like you can totally just like throw that out the window sometimes. It's easy to be like, okay, whatever. But when it comes to like developing who your child is, that's where I really see like having, because you, like I said, you have all your past stuff, but you're also, once you get into a relationship, it becomes a little different. You're merging right. 
Right. Um, and sometimes our families and our friends don't always understand what that looks like. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to to navigate all For of sure. that. And I mean, coming from having, you know, I don't use this word often, but mixed children mm-hmm. or children of multiple different ethnicities, mm-hmm. it's also, I feel like you need to be a little bit more aware of what you are, how you're approaching it and what you're teaching them and, you know, who they are as people. And even though Layla's only two, she's been going around saying, what color is Mama? What mm-hmm. color is Baba? What color is Layla? And then, you know, thinking about that and you're like, wait, you're Arab and you're, you know, you're black and you're Latino. So mm-hmm. what am I going to say? And how <laughs> am I going to say it? And how will that affect her in the future? And, mm-hmm. you know, some people might think like you're worrying too much or, you know, you stress about these things too much. But we live in a time where you have to think about all of this. Yes. And that's what makes it so much more important and at the same time just culturally most of the time you grow up at least in my case you grow up around a whole bu- a whole bunch of people that do the same things as mm-hmm. you do mm-hmm. so your parents are just expecting that you will learn exactly. the good things because exactly. they will surround you by the people mm-hmm. that do similar things that we do but in our case it's not the same mm-hmm. i only have very three family members like immediate family members that I see often and that live in the States. So it's, you know, there's not that much family around, at least from my side. Um, And then nobody looks over Layla. Mm -hmm. We just completely took the, you know, babysitting equation out. Like We don't want any babysitters. We don't Mm -hmm. want any daycares. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that we raise our children. Mm -hmm. And some people might think like the first couple of years or the first five years or whatever, they're not that important. They're so young and... You know, it doesn't matter, but these are the most important times. Yeah. And these are the most important years. Right. So, um, yeah, it just, it's just a struggle, but it's, it's okay. It's We're, part of the journey. Yeah. And, yeah and, and my mother raised me to be an independent woman and I'm making very independent choices and, you know, she and you're might doing not... wonderfully. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope that she can be, you know, very happy with me and very proud that I am just trying to do my best. Mm-hmm. So. And that's I mean, that is literally all we can do. Yeah. The best for us and our families, whatever right. that looks like. Um, is there any other like advice, resources or anything else that you'd um, want to share with our audience? Um, just make your own choices, I feel like, and trust your gut and do a lot of research because that really helps. But do the right research and speak to a lot of people. And, um, like I was never, I never thought I would be interesting in being a doula, interested in being a doula. And now I went to a doula workshop because I thought that birth was so fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I just think that the more we are able to, um, look into this and just see it from different perspectives and listen to stories like this. Yes. Um, that would be a great opportunity for a lot of women. And uh, also, even though I mentioned that me and Alfredo, like I only wanted Alfredo there and nobody else, mm-hmm. right now I feel like I want as many women that I know <laughs> to be at the birth. Like as many of my, because I don't have any friends that are married or have children. Mm-hmm. So it's, really difficult 
for me to relate my experience to a lot of my friends. So yeah. I'm like, I want you and you and you to be yeah. right there. I want my mother to be there. I want, you know, everybody to be there and just to kind of just experience it yeah. as a an intimate moment, as a spiritual moment. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So that's that's the plan right now. If, if it actually works, <laughs> but hopefully I'll stick to it. So I will keep yeah. you posted. Yes, <laughs> please do. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, We really, really appreciate it. If you found that you connected to any parts of today's show or are interested in more stories, please subscribe and let us know what you think. If you find yourself wanting to share your story, head over to lgjula.com to complete a story submission. If you missed any parts or would like to check out the resources discussed during today's show, um, head over to the podcast section to access the show notes. But thanks again for listening and joining our community today. Today's programming is in partnership with French 22 Design and Creative Strategy, a design studio focused on brand development and creative strategy aimed at connecting with people who are committed to social impact. For more, visit www.french22.com. Allow French 22 to find purpose in your project today at www.french22.com. That is F-R-I-N-G-E 22.com. For sneak peeks of their work, you can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram at French22 Studio.